Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Gray Paws and All, a podcast about senior dog health and wellness. I'm Hindi Pearson, senior dog advocate, owner of the website caringforaseniordog.com, and I run the Facebook group Senior Dog Care Club. Today, I'm very happy to welcome Dr. Kate Pittman. Uh, she's practiced as a house call veterinarian in Greater Boston for almost 30 years. Um, her view of veterinary care is unfortunately, well, fortunately for her patients, but not for a lot of us, is that it's not only about treating the technical aspects of the illness and supporting recovery, but also caring for the whole pet and the family. Um, she currently lives in Dover, Massachusetts, and she co-authored the book, Stand By Me, Caring for Your Aging and Ailing Dog, which I read, and I highly recommend that anyone who shares their life with a senior dog reads it. I, I, I thought of it really as a handbook to help you navigate your pup's old age. So welcome to the show, Kate. I'm very happy that you had the time to chat with me. Well, I'm happy to be here. So why don't we just jump right in? As you know, I have a lot of questions. So one of the things I hear a lot and have experienced with my own senior dogs revolves around eating and drinking. And dogs who once had healthy appetites just all of a sudden, or what seems like all of a sudden, are turning their noses up at foods they used to love. And the water bowl also seems to empty out almost as quickly as we fill it up. And I know from my own experience, again, how many reasons there could be. Kidneys, diabetes, pancreatitis, you know, their sense of smell isn't as keen as it once was. So we also hear a lot of people saying, and vets as well, that it's just simply a case of old age. Is it ever really just a case of old age or does it always signal a problem? And if it does, what, what's the first thing that we should be doing about it? Well, <clears throat> I think that um, some dogs, as they get older, like you said, their, their senses are less acute. The food may not taste good. So maybe they just need a slow change in their food. You can start by adding something that's uh, tasty to their food, maybe ketchup or some um, chicken soup or chicken broth um, and see if that increases their interest in their food. But you also, especially if they're drinking a lot of water, you do wanna make sure there's not an underlying medical cause that needs to have attention. Um, kidneys in particular um, are an endocrine disease called Cushing's disease, uh, make dogs drink a lot. And if that's contributing to their um, lack of appetite, you want to address the underlying uh, problem. So they basically need to make a phone call to their vet as soon as possible. Well, I think they ought to be thinking about if they, if if they're drinking a lot of water, for sure, that's that's a change that should be uh, addressed with a veterinarian. And could we say that a lot of water is just more than typical? Well, when the, when suppose the air gets dry in the winter, most people notice that their dogs are going to drink more water. Right. By by more water, what I mean is like if they're used to drink a half a bowl of water a day. That was normal for them. And suddenly they're drinking uh, a whole bowl in a day or a whole bowl in half a day. 
that's the big change. That's significant. Okay. If they're drinking the difference between a half a bowl a day and three quarters of a bowl a day, that could be the weather or the activity and just normal. Okay. So look at what else is going on to help measure, like you say, you know, hot weather, they walked longer. Right. Okay. Another common concern with old dogs is mobility. A dog maybe isn't really interested or able to walk as much as he used to, stays on the bed all day, has a hard time getting up, jumping on the furniture, slipping on the floors. Now, do is it possible that this is this dog is always in pain? Or is it again, maybe they're just getting older and like we slow down, they're just slowing down. Can we tell the difference? Um, unless, unless we can get in their brains and uh, ask them, uh, are they in pain? I think it's probably fair to assume they're in pain. Uh, I myself, I, I live with a lot of arthritis. And, you know, it's just a constant background. So is it as much fun for me to go on a five-mile walk as it used to be? No. Um, so I think, again, a, a trip to the veterinarian to see if there's something to do to alleviate some of that pain and to make joy, uh, walking more joyous again is in order. Um, that said, a 12-year-old dog is not going to have the energy that a 12-month dog is going to have. I always say that when you're looking at your older dog to see, I mean, again, a lot of people feel that changes are just natural parts of aging, but I always encourage everyone if, that if they do see a change, even if it's a, a subtle change, to take them to the vet because by the time it's obvious, it could be too late or your dog has really been suffering for longer than you knew. That's correct. Okay, so the next thing, I'm so, you know, it's great that I have you here because we can touch on so many different topics at the same time. And I know that something we've been talking a lot about in the group, in addition to all these other things, are trips to the groomer. And a lot of people have been finding that taking to their dog to the groomer now is just, it's just fraught with anxiety and fear, whether that's because they have dementia and they're feeling more anxious or they're losing their eyesight or they can't stand as long, um, whatever it is. But of course, with incontinence, they're going to have hygiene issues. So can you talk about why grooming is so important? Because I feel like it's kind of one of those things that are well, my dog's not comfortable, so we're just going to let it be. Um, so why is grooming so important, and what can we do to make it as comfortable and stress-free as possible? Okay, grooming. I think grooming is important as, as important for the family as it is for the health of the dog. And um, basically, a stinky, matted, uh, Poop field, urine, so oh my goodness. dog is not going to be the dog that you want in your bed. Good point. <laughs> and so it's going to drive a wedge between you and your dog. So I think that uh, for the dog's sake, I mean, the dog probably doesn't mind too bad being smelly, but um, the dog is sure going to miss having all the affection that it, that he or she used to get, and also 
taking care of the skin is one of the most important things to do with the elderly. That includes people and dogs. But if, if a, a dog is um, having to uh, live with uh, wet skin, that skin is gonna break down. It's gonna be susceptible to maggots if, if the dog has out, uh, access to outdoors or it's just gonna ulcerate and, and break down, especially over the bony prominences, so like on the hips and on the outside of the knees. And those are pressure sores that are just beastly to try to cure and take care of. So you really wanna avoid uh, having that happen to your dog. And keeping it dry and clean is really, and seeing when you're starting to have a problem. So if, if you don't know it till it's too late, then you're behind the eight ball there. So is there, if, if someone discovers they were a bit too late and they discover, which is actually going to kind of roll into my next topic, but if they do discover that their dog has some kind of skin condition because it was wet or whatever it is, is there anything that you can recommend over the counter that they can put on their dog or is it something they have to go to the vet for, prescription? Well, that depends on how bad it is. <clears throat> if it's full thickness through the skin, so you see all the way through the skin, I think you're gonna need to see a vet and you're probably gonna need some antibiotics. If it's some redness and irritation, you can try just cleaning it up yourself, keeping it really clean and using an antibiotic ointment. Okay. So leading into my next topic, again, like incontinence is a huge, huge issue for so many people. And can, well, first of all, I'd like to know, I mean, my dogs never had that. Um, they're, you know, they were peeing all the time because of kidneys. But can we expect to see urinary and or fecal incontinence in most dogs as they get older? And does it, signal a health issue or again is it one of those you're getting older that's just part of it and is there sorry it's kind of a multi-pronged question can we tell the difference and other than people using diapers and pee pads is there anything we can do to manage it well there are numerous causes and urinary incontinence and fecal incontinence sometimes go together, but oftentimes they don't. Usually in old dogs, especially old female dogs, the most common cause of earlier onset, so from middle age on uh, urinary incontinence, so they are, like, are a situation where the dog wets her bed at night and she's unaware of it. And this is usually related to uh, 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 a loss of uh, estrogen as they, as, uh, since they're spayed at a young age, most dogs are. And uh, with time, they need a little bit of estrogen support. Oh. And this is easy to do. It fixes the problem often. It tightens up those sphincters quite nicely. So even after, say, several months of medication, you can stop the medication for several months. Uh, for male dogs who have this problem, we and also for some females that don't respond enough to the estrogen, we can use um, phenylpropanolamine, uh, which is a decongestant 
that used to be used in people. It's not anymore, but it tightens up the sphincters. Nicely. So there are, two, there are two approaches medically to use. You certainly want to make sure, though, that there's not a uh, urinary tract infection that's complicating the issue. That takes, you know, a trip to the vet to do that. And they, these, uh, the, these other two medications are prescription. So I think this is an area where the vet can be a big help. I uh, actually, oh, sorry. I, go ahead. Uh, no. I, no, I was going to say, so I think there's a bit of a delay. No, I was going to say that I haven't heard anyone mention estrogen. And is that something that they get by injection every, I don't know, week, every two weeks at the vet? No, it's not an injection. It's a pill. Okay. And in the United States, it's called Incurin. And uh, so uh, it's just, you know, you give them a pill once a day or once every other day. Um, and it works quite nicely. And uh, it will, however, <laughs> the one side effect of this medication is it seems to make some female dogs attractive to male dogs almost like they were. Oh. So that can be, a, you know, a little bit of an issue that you have to negotiate if you're out of the dog park. But I guess that would make sense, wouldn't it? That yeah, that but be better than having the dog wet the bed every night. I guess it depends which one you prefer, wetting the bed or amorous advances from the males. Right. Yeah. And I, I don't think every owner has that, or every dog experiences that. But it's certain, certainly pretty common. It is. It's a very common question from readers and group members is they have that issue and they're always looking for brands of diapers to use. But I always say, well, but have you found out the cause of it first? Yeah. Yeah. Um, try to find out the cause and you might not need those diapers. Right. Exactly. Um, so the next thing I wanted to talk about really is and this is something that I started to experience with my old I mean unfortunately she died a few months ago but she like oh. never had diarrhea never threw up I mean she had a cast iron stomach and I adopted her only when she was old anyway um, but it, and and in general you know those of us with, with dogs we know it's not that uncommon for them to throw up or have diarrhea cuz they t especially ones that are always scrounging like the dog i have now you know they'll pick something up and you don't have eyes in the back of your head but with old dogs if you leave them untreated of course they can get dehydrated from all that and die so other than that are there other than having them pick something up that you weren't aware of what other reasons could this happen to an old dog? And should we run to the vet at the first sign? Personally, I ran to the vet at the first sign because I knew her very well. And I knew what was coming. But the average person doesn't, I mean, you know, their vets don't know their phone numbers off by heart like mine did. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I never went for no reason. I was always right because I knew her well. So mm -hmm. how quickly do you, think that someone has to run for help or just play it out for a day or so? It depends on the health of your, the otherwise health of your dog. So if your dog, you know your dog has kidney failure, a day of being dehydrated or getting dehydrated, first of all, he or she will dehydrate much quicker because the kidneys are not as efficient at saving yeah. water. When, and so 
in a situation where you may have reduced kidney function or if the dog is a really old dog. So I'm not talking about a nine-year-old or 10-year-old dog. I'm talking about, you know, a 12 or 13-year-old dog if it's a medium-sized to large dog or 14 or 15 for a small dog. So a really elderly dog, if that dog is, is not eating and losing more fluid uh, by vomiting or having diarrhea, I would go ahead and uh, talk to my vet. Yeah, if, I, if the dog gets dehydrated, it makes the the poisons in the body that normally would be uh, excreted through the urine. They're going to build up, and they they poison the body. So you want to intervene quickly. You want to stop the vomiting and diarrhea. You want to hydrate them with subcutaneous fluids or intravenous fluids. Yeah, my dog was about 17. I'm not sure how old she was, but um, yeah, at the first sign of diarrhea, she was at the vet on fluids because she was a tiny little dog. She weighed like nine pounds mm -hmm. and she had kidney very, she had kidney issues and lots of issues. She was at the vet hooked up to an IV before anyone could blink. And did she get well? Um, each time she did, yes, but I, but I, I mean, I never was, I'm not into heroic measures myself. Right. I mean, right. so I was, would never have been the type to let her be on fluids every single day when that to me is not quality of life, but mm -hmm. they were kind of isolated instance, instances where she needed a bit of a boost. Exactly. Exactly. Get through this hump and then get back to her own or almost her own normal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I know that we, we hear a lot about how great dogs are at hiding pain. And is it true? And if it is, are there signs that we can look for so we know our dogs aren't suffering in silence? And I think, again, it's one of those, if you see changes in behavior, take him to the vet if that's right yeah you know i think and i hear i really believe that each dog's person that the dog's family yeah. are really the ones who need to speak for the dog because you know the dog really can't and i i think that as i come in i go to people's homes but i feel I, i'm there for a little instance and and as a, uh, a visitor comes into the house that's going to uh, excite this dog usually. The dogs always come with treats, so the dogs all get happy because they like me and they know I'm coming with the treats. Um, so they may look better than they do when they're not being stimulated by a guest coming to the house. So I really, really depend on the family to observe for pain. You know, you know your dog and you know when it's different. You know if your dog stops being active if your dog is getting more anxious and more active if your dog is um you know not eating quite as much if your dog has a worried expression on its face or a, a depressed expression or demean demeanor so you know i think it's different for every dog how they express their pain but i i uh imagine that most 
15, 16, 17 year old dogs or 12, 13, 14 dogs, uh, year old dogs for larger dogs, they do experience some degree of pain daily, normal living with a certain level of pain. That wasn't very articulate, but you know what I mean? Right. But that, and that should be unacceptable, shouldn't it? Any level of pain, or is that unrealistic? No, well, you want to see how good you can get it. And that's what I, I have a lot of fun trying to see how can we make this dog's time as enjoyable and as possible and eliminating as much pain as we can is is part of that so you know do you want to do acupuncture in your dog do you want to give them um anti-inflammatories i think anti-inflammatories are really important um acupuncture i know is very effective for some kinds of pain um people use different things but uh i think in most older dogs pain is going to be an issue to deal with. And how do we, I mean, other than, I mean, I don't, I have a certain number of people that read, that listen, that, you know, and I always encourage, see your vet, see your vet, but what can we do to, oh, I don't know if this is a crazy question, but, you know, how do we change the mindset of people and and make them see that old does not mean, does not automatically mean your dog should be in pain and you have to let them stay in pain because like you say we do speak for them and not everybody knows this well <laughs> i think you're, what you're doing is trying to educate people and um i i think things are starting to change but i have to be honest i you know i I I grew up in a different part of the country, a more rural part of the country, and there's a, there's a lot of there's a, a big difference in how dogs are treated where I grew up and where I am now. So yeah. I, I I don't know. It's a long cultural process. Yeah, that's true too. So the one last question I have really is you know, we see, we've had like really sweet loving dogs who all of a sudden they lash out, they start to nip, they have a fear of being left alone, they become clingy, um, they start peeing and pooping in the house right after they come in from a walk. Mm -hmm. Um, Vision issues and pain and dementia are of course some explanations. And again, like I keep kind of going back to that same basic question is, is it possible that sometimes it is just getting older or really is every single one of these are every single one of these points that i bring up medic a medical issue that is developing you know i don't think of it as a dichotomy between this is medical this is normal aging okay i think that these are normal aging things. And medical uh, medicine can improve the quality of life on almost all of the above that you mentioned. There's one, one, you know, one area that I know we really can't do much about, and I meant to get to it when we were talking about incontinence, 
and that's fecal incontinence. And a lot of times, what are and when also in mobility, there is a syndrome where we, I used to see it often, often in old dogs. Now, not so much, and I'll tell you why. But uh, where they lose uh, control of their back end, so the long nerves that go from the spinal cord down to the back legs. Yes. They start to die back. That's called yeah. degenerative myelopathy. Uh, recent uh, studies are showing there's a, a connection between the process that goes, goes on with degenerative myelopathy and ALS in people. So the nerves die back, and eventually the dog does lose continent, urinary continence, fecal continence, the ability to, to stand up on those back legs. And that we can't do a thing about right now. Maybe in the future we'll be able to. Um, but most of the other things that you're talking about, uh, we can alleviate or, or we can improve. We can address and try to make it a little better so that your dog doesn't have to suffer as much. Not, maybe we don't get totally you know, perfect, but we can get better. Do you feel like, I mean, I think this is a, an ethical question, but do you feel like any, I, I want to say that no amount of pain should be acceptable, but I suppose it's not realistic, first of all, because they can't tell us if they feel any sort of pain. And given their issues, we may not be able to achieve totally pain-free. And is it fair? Well, I don't think, I think <laughs> it's very hard to know when somebody is in, you know, what level of pain. And yeah. uh, for people with, the, you know, you go on, you, there's a pain scale, one to 10, what are you, are you? Well, somebody's two might be another person's eight. Yeah, true. So, and there are dogs that are incredibly stoic. And there are dogs that are real wimps. Right. And so does that mean that... Um, the, the impact on their quality of life is different. Yes, it probably does. So there are probably dogs that are still able to have a really good quality of life and the things that are important to that dog. And that dog can be a happy dog uh, with a greater level of pain than another dog. And um, in, this, in people's situation and their ethical judgments for their dog are also going to be different. And I don't think there's one right standard. Um, so I work to, with, you know, on, you know, with people and their dogs to try to find out what's right for each one. But I think the goal ought to be to eliminate as much of that pain or to alleviate as much of that pain as possible. Okay. Yeah. When, I, sorry. Go on. Yeah. And when and when you know, the bad outweighs the good, then it's probably time to, to let the dog be in peace. Yeah, that's a whole other discussion. But there was one last thing I, I actually was wanted to ask. And do you think that there are certain supplements or medications or alternative therapies that would benefit all senior dogs, no matter what their health issues may or may not be? Yeah, I think fatty acids are a good one. Um, 
some of the um, antioxidants are good. Um, like what do you mean specifically? Well, uh, 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 Sam E, a lot of people. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there are a whole bunch of uh, commercial products out there that are that are basically different supplements, and I don't really do a lot of looking into supplements. I don't think that. Well, you know what I. <laughs> And, yeah, I'm laughing because um, what I what I what I recently started in in my dog, my 12 year old dog, who was having really bad arthritis and dementia, and I was going to these other supplements and everything, and um, I decided to try CBD oil, a product called uh, made by a company called Elevet, which has actually been been researched by veterinarians and. Uh, the pharmacokinetics worked out, and I, I, I have to say, it's it's improved his life, uh, and uh, you know, remarkably. So I've kind of quit. I backed off some of these other ones, and uh, am am you know uh, um, relying on the CBD oil. Well, people are going to be happy to hear that because people are loving it. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have known about it uh, a year ago, but I I uh, have come to really appreciate it as a as a, a medication for our dog. Wow, everyone's gonna love hearing that because I have so many people that swear. I tried it; it didn't do anything, but I didn't use it for that long, and I was using it for my dog's dementia, and so I can't really I can't I don't have an opinion because mm -hmm. I didn't really try it seriously. But mm -hmm. I know how many people swear by it for pain, for you know, arthritis, dementia. So, well, be be sure that um, that you use a product that is contains in the bottle what it says it does, because there's no regulatory um, body that controls these substances. So, um, the one that uh, that I know has been researched is the product uh, put out by Element. Um, and it, it, what's in the bottle, what it says is in the bottle is actually in the bottle. Okay. Okay. Because I know there are, there are so many companies making it, it's it's hard to know who's legit, who's not. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. It's E-L-L-E-Vet. E-L-L-E-Vet. I'm going to write that down and I'm going to put it in the link. The product is called Mobility Oil. Is it specifically for pets or it's yes, for anybody? It's for, it's, for it's for dogs. And oh, I think that they're starting to get it, the uh, pharmacokinetics worked out for cats. Oh, okay. That's good to know. Okay. Well, I have actually, I mean, I can talk all day, but I have actually asked everything I wanted to ask. I just, usually I stick to one topic, but after reading your book, I felt like it was more beneficial to cover a broad range because you know, in my experience and, and other people that I know, there's just so many issues that everyone is trying to deal with. It's not just one. So it's nice to be able to speak with you and cover so many different topics. And basically, I think what anyone can take away from this, if I can sum it up in the sentence, is if you see your dog acting differently, take him to the vet. Yes, I... 
Yeah, I'm of that, so of course I'm going to say that. But I, I think that there's a lot that uh, veterinarians and veterinary medicine can do to give your, jo your dog a happier long life. And if you're not happy with your vet or he dismisses you, find one who cares. Yeah. Because yeah. I've had some bad experiences and I'm very, I'm very serious about that. And I hear a lot of people, well, he, you know, they said it's old age. Find a vet who's going to listen because they're out there. And yeah, and a vet that you feel comfortable talking to and do not, don't be afraid to say, my dog is drinking more. My dog isn't wanting to eat this food. You know, go ahead and mention that so that the vet can get right on it because you're the, you're the, you have to talk for your dog. And take videos of spinning behavior and those kind of things that are hard to describe that the, the dog never does when you're in the examination room ever. That's right. That's right. <laughs> right? That's right. They never do take a video. Right. Okay, well, that's it for this episode. So I want to thank you so much for finding time in your busy schedule to chat with me. And I am sure that the advice and information you shared will help so many senior dog parents. So Dr. Kate Pittman, thank you very, very much. Well, thank you very much. All right. Take care, everybody. See you next time. Thank mm -hmm. you.